back cosmonauts returning from the moon we stand here at the spot before the crowds of cheering fans of cheering individuals who gaze upon us and ask us for what what do they ask us for they ask us for information they ask us for compassion we ask we ask them to give us their ears for that is what we will be doing today we'll be giving you these informations out we are the critcast we're here to talk about games we're here to talk about things that we love things that we like and maybe even tickle a few of you along the way such as we are the great cosmonauts of this industry i'm joined today by my good friend uh, darren who has come down from the moon alongside me he has been up there far longer than i have so whatever he says next is probably going to sound fairly alien to your ears yeah uh, of course i'm going to start out this podcast by mentioning that i am very scared brad i'm so scared right because now. you've come back from the moon as we know no is that is, is that the oh no, no no because i've landed in in back home and in my street there's a cat that looks like adolf hitler <laughs> Just like Adolf Hitler, he's got like a tiny little moustache. That's the moon crazies. The moon crazies have taken this man. He needs help. He needs assistance. Yeah, most most deep sea divers get a case of the bends. I got a case of the space bends in my brain. Space bends, and we all know the first symptom of the space bends is seeing cat Hitlers all over the place. Don't underestimate them, man. They could be organizing a new army right if you, now. If you if you really wanted to make Hitler an even worse individual, you just give you just make him like a cat girl. Right? And you've made No! <laughs> no, you're ruining so many fantasies for me. <laughs> well, fantasies of the cat girls or fantasies of Hitler? I'm going to go with, with cat girl. That's definitely less gross. That's definitely less gross and uh, far less problematic at the same time. Depending on, how, <laughs> depending on how old the cat girl is because we all know what anime does. Uh, to the FBI agents listening right now, she's definitely 21 and over. Yeah, she's definitely... Oh, oh really? I thought she was about 5 million. Oh, who knows? Oh yeah, but the thing is, it's because of Japanese laws, the the older the uh, cat girl gets, the younger she actually looks. Uh, so of course, of course, you know, of I just I don't want to go to go to jail again. I've just got off the moon. You just got back off the moon, and you know what we've been doing on the moon to keep us uh, entertained, Darren. You know this. Mm, we've been dipping into the greatest technology that mankind has ever created. Yes, retro gaming. You're damn right. We have. Uh, well, I individually have been keeping myself occupied with uh, a wonderful uh, PlayStation Portable. I believe this is the second-gen model, and I'm very, very numbed with it. So we can drop... Let's drop the bit. The bit's gone. We're talking about games now. Uh, we're talking yeah, about games absolutely. We can, we're talking about current games, current PSP games from 15 <laughs> years, years ago. <laughs> so I, I, this week, I'm not allowed to talk to talk about what I, what I have been playing. I think I can mention that I've been playing a lot of uh, Monster Hunter Rise, but I'm not allowed to... Uh, talk about it in any specific detail just yet no there's a review coming this week so we can all, all be excited for that but in the in the interim what i've been doing is i got my hands on a an, an older and you know, one of the older psp models it's like one of the the thicker boys but one of the smaller boys and it is just uh you forget how amazing this little piece of it equipment is hey that thing it's was so, cool. so far ahead of its time it's unreal it really is you know because like so, so to, to to set this up properly, right? You know, we've been talking on the show for a while about you know collecting all the consoles. You've been collecting like 3DS Pokemon's um, for a few weeks now. Yeah, I actually got myself a PSP uh, before that, so I'm well in this boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What PSP did you get again? I think I got a I got a white PSP, but I believe it's a PSP 1000 model, so one of the OG Fat Boys. One of the OG Fat Boys, very very nice. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I picked up the second gen to the 2000. Um, this week, it came with a whole mess of games on it. 
uh, we got, if you don't mind, may I rattle off the, the selection that, 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 we're, that we're dealing with here? Mm, please do. You're going to hear a startup sound soon. Wait for it. Wait for it. Come on. And you just... Did you did you hear that? Oh, that is such sound? a lovely little startup. It's so great, dude. So on here right now, as of this moment, we have Medieval, Crash Bandicoot, Breath of Fire 3, God of War, uh, Chains of Olympus, White Knight Chronicles Origins, and Patapon 3. Hmm, there is a solid collection right there. But that's not all. Mm. Uh, I have UMDs for Wipeout Pure, Star Ocean Second Evolution, Dragon Ball Z Shin Budokai, Monster Hunter Freedom 2, Grand Theft Auto, Chinatown Wars, Little Big Planet, Assassin's Creed Bloodlines, and a Naruto game with about four words in its title, and I don't want to read all of them out. Oh, Universal Media Discs. It seems such an odd storage format now, now that I look back at it. It's so weird, right? You could put, like, they ship movies on those things, I'm like not... whole-ass movies. Yeah, if you want to actually have a laugh, I bought, just for a joke, I've got it right next to me, I bought a UMD movie of a Steven Seagal movie, of a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it is just as bad as you'd imagine it, but on PSP format. That's now. rad, dude. I love that kind of stuff. Those, like, little, um... There's little oddities. I think that's cool. But to, to bring balance to the Air Force, I also bought Starship Troopers, a UMD for very, that. Very, that's very fair. You need you need to have the good with the bad, right? The yin and the yang. The uh, Seagal and the Troopers. I'm, oh, I'm holding my Petapon UMD in my hand right now. I, I gotta be honest, this was actually just such a such an, an attractive disc format system. Mm. It's cool, it. right? They look cool. Yeah, I know. This whole plastic casing around them. Yeah, it, lo- it looks it looks like, like a biohazard that you shouldn't touch. I love it. And the art around it is also just lovely. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's really cool. Like I, I understand why Sony went to the um like the flash the flash format mm. for uh, the Vita, but man, you yeah. you just it's also just satisfying to pop the back of a PSP open and and throw that disc in there. It's so satisfying oh. to click it closed again. Oh, you cannot underestimate the tactile function to playing games. It's, it's so something we've lost. Yeah, it really is. Like you just don't get that that feeling of of satisfaction when you just download and mm. press play, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I've been having a lot of fun with this. I've been. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm actually not sure how uh, legal. I mean, th- th- that thing's basically a PlayStation Two powered console. I don't know if it's PlayStation Two because I was looking. I was looking it up, and this. Okay, there might be a bit. Yeah, <laughs> this this thing can't r- run in, in terms of like emulation or whatnot. Can't run PS2 games. Just flat out can't run any PS2 games. But, what it, but there's a lot of power inside of it for its time. Oh, straight up, dude. Inside. If you look at, like, off the top of my head, Ghost of Spider, right? That game looks yeah. amazing for to be running on a thing that small. It's wildly good. But I've been, I've been messing around with some uh, emulators and putting on a lot of PS1 games that I definitely own uh, <laughs> on, onto it, which is... Um, it, was, it was actually really cool seeing how easy it is to put them on there, add, like, custom thumbnails and custom backgrounds and all that sort of stuff. The only hassle, only hassle I'm having is that the memory card is only 4 gigs. Oh, same, yeah. I don't know why. Well, actually, I can't do know why. Well, you know, Sony went with... Propri- yeah, I can't say we're properly. Sony went... Proprietary. Yeah, Sony went with proprietary technology at the time. No. And it sucks. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. And you can't find those things easily anywhere. I do believe that you can find little adapters that you can put a regular micro SD into now. But to find those original cards, and you've also got to recall that back at that time, they only made them up to a certain size. I mean, I don't think you get bigger than 8 or 16 gigabytes. 30, 32 gigs is the maximum. I was looking into the. Oh, that, what's that? that's nothing. That's, that's child's nothing. play. Yeah, that's nothing, dude. So that's, that's, the, that's the struggle I'm having right now. And you can. 
you can get the you can get the adapter right, but it's still a a, a pro duo adapter. You can't just use any old adapter into the PSP. Yeah. It's got to be a pro duo adapter that you can put micro SDs into, which is just a pain in the balls, honestly. That being said, if you go towards emulation towards older games, you can get a lot. Yeah, of no, so I'm 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 thinking about trying to. So I was messing around with um an old uh, SNES emulator, which I you know all the games are putting on there. I definitely own as well. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm, of course, mm-hmm. of course. I, you should see them all, all, all my shelf. They're right there. Um, please, officer, no, don't take me. <laughs> and I'm I'm for some reason I'm 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 struggling to do sort of um non-Sony games like the um, the SNES emulator keeps throwing up a data corrupt message and I have no idea why you know I've installed uh, homebrewed um, operating systems and all that onto this thing and it still just isn't working for me I need to sit down t- tomorrow and really just go through it because I just can't get it to work but the the ability to play like those old SNES games or, or Genesis or whatever on a little thing like that a little PSP how appealing is that that is so cool I, I do love that the, the, the whole legacy of a PSP is that it's one of the best emu, emulations. Uh, yeah, it's one of the best emulation hardware consoles you can find right now. Yeah, it's right. I mean, this uh, it 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 made, it made me think to myself. You know, like the Switch is great. The Switch is a really it, the Switch is my favorite console, mm. maybe ever. I adore the Switch. I think it's it, it's ingenious. But like the whole portability angle of the Switch, you can't really realistically take the Switch wherever you're going. Like. For, for instance, like today, I went to go get the t- my, the tires of my car replaced. By the way, do you know how expensive tires are for a car? I, Holy shit. I don't know. I've only ever driven motorcycles. Holy shit. Car tires, for like to get four of them replaced, right, cost me four grand. It's like a thousand <gasps> rand a tire. It's That's absurd. It's ridiculous. Dude, it's ridiculous. It's, it's wild. And I paid like like five hundred rand for one of my new scooter tires, and that was expensive. That's 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 a good price, but as far as I'm concerned, that's half of what I paid. Oh my god, I had such a shit fit. But I mean, I couldn't exactly say anything tire. to him because because the man changing the tires, his name is Hein, and he looked about he looked like he could eat me. So I was I was just said yes, two grand. That sounds like a good deal. Thank you. I suppose he was like. Like just this giant with huge hands, hind. That's what was going through your head. Yeah, your head at the he stra- he straight up had a um a tattoo of the can of spinach and Popeye on his right arm. <laughs> and I and I kind I kind of enjoyed that. I kind of enjoyed the the, the personal branding and the the affiliation he had for the Popeye uh, universe on his arm. I love that. That was, that was yeah, clever. Funny it would Good be if he actually did sound like Popeye was changing on tires. Like, yeah, <laughs> you got so, you've got some imbalances there in your suspension. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, uh, but so yeah. So I went. I went to go get the the tires replaced by um, good old Heinz, and you know I thought I thought to myself I could take my switch right, but the switch is this long ass rectangle that I can't really just put into a pocket. It doesn't fit into a pocket. I was like, I'll take the PSP, and that thing just slips into whatever pocket you put. I can put it in my my top. Shirt pocket, I can put it into my shorts pocket. I can put it anywhere. It's amazing. You know what I absolutely love about that PSP with that idea of portability in mind is that it has like a little nook. It's designed to like have like a little uh, l- lanyard attached to it. So you could just hang it off your hand and not drop it. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Like it's... That's good thinking. It's really good thinking. I, I know, I'm, I'm a big fan. I think it, I think it's also just a beautiful looking console. Like it's it's trim, oh. it's sleek, it's... Oh, it's great. You've got the black one, hey? Yeah, the solid black one. There's no, There's not a single bit of edging on this uh, I bought an arctic white one at my second store it's in 
beautiful condition. I took some time to, to clean it properly. I might actually disassemble it just to give it like a proper deep clean. Mm, but mm. that thing looks so good next to my PS5. I'm sure the, the whites would play well with each other, I think. <sighs> Absolutely. I don't know why, well, why I, white plays... I want to, re- I want to, I want to rephrase that because coming from a South African voice, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> oh, well, it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I imagine it would look really, really well re- or would look really good next to the, the PS5. Mm, absolutely. I don't know why. I just like PlayStation technology in white specifically. Mm, mm. I don't know. I, like, I, 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 I understand the appeal. It certainly looks clean, but I don't think it's... And I don't think it fades into the, the, the background of a room as much as I would want it. You know, like you see the PS5 there and sure. But that's the whole point. I want to show this thing off. I want it to be the center of, of attention. Sure. And I, I, and I appreciate that. And I, and I get why people like that. But for me, I want something that, that is going to sit more uh, sort of tucked away. It's why I think I prefer all It's why I think the, um, the PlayStation 2 is one of the coolest designs. You know, it's just, it's just a big. Fair enough. It's just, just a big old brick. And it's black, and it sits there, and it just—you don't even notice it. It could be a I hate tray. The, the silver PS2. Oh, you have a silver one. Silver doesn't look good. Hey? No, it, it did not look good at all. I was actually really envious of people that had the proper black one. Yeah, the, the, I've, I've never liked that silver. But color. you know I what? I wouldn't mind actually just getting my hands on like a few old PS2s and just like repainting them entirely. Like, can you imagine like a glossy red PS2? Yeah, that would be great. Because you also and it you shouldn't also, be too difficult. It shouldn't be too hard, right? They also made like a glossy red PSP as well. I believe so. Which I had, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was generation. It was a three thousand PS. Dude, I'm still so so jealous of um, Matt here, Checkpoint Chet. He's got one of the OG PS4s, but the Metal Gear Solid Five oh, version. Oh, that's hot, dude. And that thing has the sexiest amount of of crimson red. Oh, that's on, hot, dude. That is hot. I mm. talking about custom custom consoles. I was just looking because I was doing some some research into uh, Monster Hunter Rise, and I th- that 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 custom switch. One of the custom, the special edition switch with the Monster Hunter Rise yeah. on the back. I want it. Oh, it looks so good. It looks so good, dude. Have you seen that switch dock with all those engravings yes. on it? Yes, it's stunning. It's beautiful. Oh uh, I know nothing about Monster Hunter, but I do know that I want this. Yeah, I, I even if you don't play Monster Hunter, I think it just looks amazing. You just want oh. to show it off. It looks great. I mean, sure, you just go grab 9,000 Rand quick and buy it. Do you know what? 9,000 Rand for, like, for, that, for a switch with that kind of... I would pay that. If I didn't already have one, I might be... Con- might be convinced. Mm, maybe I should just sell my Switch. It's not been used that much. I saw Pokemon and Fire you Emblem. Still play, when was the last time you played Fire Emblem? Three Houses. The last time I played it? Actually, really? a couple of weeks ago. I just did, oh, did a nice. few quests. I, I bought that game two years ago and I've yet to play it. But now I, I'm, I'm sad because with my Nintendo 3DS, my, my, my new one that I got, I can't figure out how to get my N- Nintendo profile onto that. It just keeps fading every single time. Oh, no. So I can't download Fire Emblem Awakening or uh, Conquest or the other partner game to, towards that. Or even Shadows of... Valencia, which is just f- fantastic. Really? I want those did you games like, so much. Did you like Shadows of Valencia? Loved it. Seriously, because I hated that game. Good Lord. Oh, dude, it was just the perfect amount of old school and new school for me. Because, like, I, I, I played Awakening. That was my first Fire Emblem. Um, and I was like, this is... For a lot of us, it was. Yeah, right? yeah, because that was one of the first big sort of Western pushes, I suppose. And that Awakening is rad. Awakening is an amazing video game. So I went to Shadows of Valencia and... Jesus, I thought that game was poorly balanced. Okay, fair enough. I can understand that. That game has some atrocious difficulty spikes, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah, there were, there were, there were those, that enemy type, I think they were called sappers, that would just keep spawning new enemies. Yes, worse. I At one point, I gave up. I never actually finished it because I was just like, this isn't fun. I'm not having any fun. So I reckon that, you know, once I'm done with Pokemon, I'm going to be on a Fire Emblem hunt next for those physical copies. That's fair. Those are going to be difficult to find, I reckon. Probably even harder than the... Uh, Pokemon. Yeah, I might just have to import those as well. Yeah, I think. Uh, 
I'm looking to, I'm looking literally looking at my screen right now, and on my screen has a um, PSP Pro Duo adapter that I'm gonna have to import from Amazon, which is not great. But uh, you, know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Well, this is the uh, extra tax that you pay with retro gaming. That's it's true. always a little hidden extra. That's true. There's always something else that hiding hiding in the thicket. But you know what else hides in thickets, Darren? Mm, what? Uh, rabbits. <gasps> You're quite right. Waskily webbits. <laughs> You'd fade. You faded into that impression very well. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's this really bad cartoon online before we even get to this game of basically Bugs Bunny molesting Elmer Fudd. Oh my god! <laughs> and it was like so popular until Warner Brothers heard of it and they struck that video down. So I'm quick. sure they did. That's not the sort of content they want on the internet. Good lord. <laughs> But the guy, the guy that's doing the, the Alma Fun impersonation is brilliant. It's like, oh, please don't hurt me, Bugs. Oh, my God. Jeez. I, didn't, I did not, <laughs> I did not need that in my head. Oh, my Lord. And Bugs is like, mm, you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yes, I've been playing Cuzzy and the Wild Masks, which is, it took me completely by surprise. I did not know that I needed a, a platformer mm. game of this polished ilk and design. Sure. So badly. So I I know next I know nothing about this game. What is it? Enlighten me, please. I, to be fair, I don't know much about the story myself. It's mostly told through you know speechless uh, FMVs. But you're basically this rabbit running around, jump jumping on homicidal carrots, getting through deadly spiked mazes, fighting bosses. It's got a very very overt inspiration from Donkey Kong to its design. But you know what? After playing that, I'm just gonna say, you know what? Originality is overrated. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason those there's a reason those rare platformers have maintained their sort of place in people's hearts, right? Because they were good. So why mess with that formula? Just keep on making it like they were, and you know, you'll make something good, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. The um, thing with a good platformer, in my opinion, is that it's just gonna be fun to play from point A to point B in any given level. You want that catharsis. You just want to run through it. You want to speed run it if you want to. You want to look for secrets if you want to. You want to do a spin dash on all kinds of enemies if you want to, but it's got to feel mm. good. It's got to feel polished and smooth, and this game has it in spades. So that, that's the thing, right, is is the most important thing for a platform. Well, I think there's two very important things for platformers. One is how it controls, and two, what's the movement system like, which sort of feed into one another, right? So I assume it both controls well and there's a decent spread of movement options to keep things sort of well paced. You would assume correctly because, you know, when you first start this game, you, you kind of have like the standard moves. You can run, you can jump, you can do a spin attack. If you jump on top of enemies, you'll take most of them out unless they've grown spikes on mm. top of their heads. You know, always got to watch out for those spikes. Always got to watch out for spikes. But, those spike-headed people are the worst. Punks, that's what they're called. <laughs> but where the game kind of, you know, builds on, on those systems is when you pick up certain masks that cover land, earth, well, land is earth. It covers you know, <laughs> earth, <laughs> sky. And, it's, it covers all the, all the primary. Oh, uh, you know, um, those things that cover water and ocean and, yeah, all those sort of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something that Captain Plan was trying to, to teach me about. <laughs> You get a mask that allows you to fly. You get a mask that turns you into a, a shark. You get a, a... What's this other mask? This is one mask that just gives you speed and turns you into a human... Or a rabbit-shaped bullet. It's just fun cool. because, you know, then you can really explore these levels to their fullest. You can find more secrets. You know, you, you just get given a, a better range of locomotion options. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate cool. that. Yeah, that, that is cool. And in terms of sort of like the content you're working with, is it more of a, like a collect them up are you just trying to beat stages what's the what's the process it's whatever you want it to be but um just for like the, the <laughs> sake of review i kind of i did speed run through it just until i finished the game because there's 
quite a few levels. It's and you know it's what what amazes me is just how polished every single one of those stages is. It's mm. nothing feels like it was left to the eleventh hour. Everything just feels great and it looks fantastic. This is a com- oh, it's just this is a completely indie indie game, right? It's not being funded by by anyone. Is you it? know, I had never heard of the publisher behind this game until I, I got code for it last week. Uh, Soho Desco. It's probably a, a European brand. Mm, I've never heard of them either. But you have heard of them now. And I think if they keep you know publishing games like this, you're going to hear a lot more Yeah, I mean, them. this sounds pretty good. Uh, do you think there's a market for these kind of platformers again? Because, I mean, Ukulele has been doing its best and it's not exactly making my many waves right was ukulele like a 3d platformer yeah it was a 3d pl- it was it was more banjo kazooie than donkey kong i mm. suppose i think it's a lot harder to sell those 3d platformers compared to a 2d one because you are dealing with a certain element of nostalgia at mm. least with, with 2d platformers which you know most other major game publishers aren't l- addressing at all i mean nintendo's got donkey kong and when steam last time they made a good donkey kong game when, or i was gonna say when's the last time they made a donkey kong game but yeah it's it's i also have to imagine it's 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 a lesser it's less a lesser risk in terms of like investment, I guess. You know, it's I I have to I don't know anything about making games. I have to imagine that it's cheaper to make a two D platformer than it is to make a three D one, right? You know, I don't know if it's cheaper, know. but I think it's more difficult because you're dealing with a more discerning audience. I mean, these you, you are dealing with an older audience, and these people know what they, they like. They know what they they want to experience in a game. So you got to spend a lot of time playtesting the heck out of it. Yeah, that's fair. That, that is fair. Well, I'm glad it turned out well. I mean, I, I appreciate any small indie dev that tries to get out there and, and make something new. I think that's cool, and I, and I respect the hell out of it. Yeah, I wasn't even, you know, you know, amped for it. I, I just took a, a review code for it because I thought, ah, what the hell. Let me shake myself out of my current humdrum situation and try something a bit different. And I was just, I was blown away. It's, it, yeah. The thing I really enjoyed was that it respects your time. You can just have fun with a quick five-minute blast at any stage. That's Put cool. the controller down, come back a few hours later, have some more fun. Yeah, I respect that. I respect that a hell of a lot because, man, there are a lot of games out there nowadays Days I just want you to sink hours and hours and hours into them. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you, Harvest Moon. <laughs> Are you still Back angry? Back to the corner. Back to the corner. Sit there. Sit there. I'm still angry. Are you so Harvest angry with Harvest school. Moon from last week? Harvest Harvest Moon can piss off, dude. I'm so angry. <laughs> now about that you've that reviewed it, you can say burn in hell, you horrible. Abomination. I can say what I want, and that game can get in the sea, dude. If I could be if I could be explicit, I would tell it to go fuck itself. Oh no, I did. Oh well. <laughs> We've used our one F bomb for the show. And I quite frankly, I there isn't a game that deserves it more. <laughs> So talking about our one F bomb that we're allowed, <laughs> that's a great segue actually. <laughs> I love it. There's a brilliant scene. Uh, let's talk about you've been wanting to uh, unpack this for ages now. Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Uh, yes. Before we go into this, I do want it on record that I, I did, I started off not actually all that interested. I didn't care about this, but man, the morbid curiosity is beginning to lap at my heels a little bit. <laughs> So yes, so I watched all four hours of Zach Braff's <laughs> Justice League. A lot more daydream sequences than I was expecting. But um, I really enjoy seeing Turk as Green Lantern. A lot of kidding. Zach Braff's Justice League would just be Batman and Superman listening to music through headphones right next to each other like a garden state. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, like, like Dr. Cox would be Lex Luthor. Oh yeah, easy, easy. Who would... um. Who would the old grumpy surgeon man be? I don't know his name. You mean what the uh, doc, Dr. Kelso, the head of medicine? Yeah. 
Yeah, hey, that's the guy. That's the guy. You would probably be dark side. You would probably be dark side, right? 100% he'd be dark side. And Jen- janitor would be stepping Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. 100%. Man, I really wish the guy who played the janitor in Scrubs got more work. He was in a great sitcom called The Middle for a while. Mm, but he really should get more work because he's a great actor. He was in The fu- Fugitive. I mean, that was an entire plot point in the episode of Scrubs. Yeah, exactly. It's great. He's, he's, he's cool. I, I want to see more of him. But anyway, stop, stop talking about yeah. Scrubs, Darren. You always do this. Can you talk about <laughs> Justice League? So, it's funny, us. You know, we, we thought this was impossible that it could never be made, but here I sit completely wrong with a half digested Batman council in my stomach, having watched four hours of Zack Lovely. Snyder's Justice League, and it was worth it. It was, oh, I've never been so happy to be wrong. So it, it, it's good, right? It's good. Okay, let me put it this way it's still a story about a bunch of dudes in costumes chasing a bunch of boxes and facing a bunch of parademons. But the, the actual beats between those main plot beats is so much better because of its because of its length, because of its girth, it gets you it gets it gives these characters a chance to shine at long last. I mean, when you watch it you will see just how dirty Cyborg was was done by the whole thing. Really, eh? What I actually noticed was that that's just Whedon's version of Justice League, it did any actor of colour dirty oh, entirely. That's a heck holy shit. Dude. Yeah, so, so not only is Cyborg, who in this version of the film, is basically like the heart and soul of, of Justice League, even more than the, the, the Flash or Superman or Batman or Wonder yeah. Woman. There's also Ryan Choi, who, if, you, if that name rings a bell, he was the Atom in DC Comics. I mean, he picked up the, the mantle yeah. from Dr. Ray Palmer. No, I remember. And he yeah, has sub- substantial screen time in this. In Joss Whedon's version, he's not even in it. He's just, he never existed. He was wiped I from was, existence. Yeah, I was going to say, you said you said Choi, and I was like, he, I don't remember him being in the original one. Did I completely miss that? Was he just cut from it? He was completely deleted from existence. You oh, know, wow. Joss Whedon just you know, unleashed these Omega Beams in the editing room just to come oh, out. Wow, that's so weird. So... In, in in terms of the that the story is 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 the still the same old like yeah. bullshit right so yeah story still the uh, same old bullshit but um, it's just you know you, you get time you spend more time with these characters you can see their their motivations mm. where they come from why they're so grim and gritty and you know what I don't care what anyone says about oh why you gotta be why does DC always gotta be so grim and gritty that is its flavor I am all there for it it feels mm. like a billion dollar MTV music video from the early two thousands <laughs> I love it. You know what? Fine. Let Marvel be cheerful and campy when he wants to be. But nobody, nobody does coolness like DC and Zack Snyder. Yeah, I, 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 I guess. I just, I think it works for certain characters more than it works for other characters. Like, like it works for Batman, right? Obviously, it works for Batman. You can, yeah. You can see, like, when when Zack Snyder's making Batman versus Superman, he wanted to make a Batman movie. Yeah, and the fact yeah, that he wanted to make something biblical. Yeah, and the fact that Superman was there, he was just like, "Oh, fine, I guess I got to put Superman in this movie as well." <laughs> but like, I, 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 I will ever die, die on the hill that you know, no matter, no matter, there's there's so many different adaptions and iterations and interpretations of Superman, right? Mm. And I've always thought that the ones that go for that grim and gritty dark stuff just never land it. I always feel like they just don't capture what superman is I, I agree with you 100 i don't think superman needs to be grim and gritty he doesn't need to be standing in a room going oh i'm an alien <laughs> yeah yeah that's i don't like that i will say that if you want a version of superman that can be intense and can be down to earth justice league unlimited nails oh it. yes that is good hey he is great in that 
So, but but yeah, but I, I do believe that there is room for different interpretations of Superman. And while it might not be to my taste entirely, it kind of works in the context of Justice League. Because if you think of Man of Steel, this is about the unbirth of Superman. Mm. And then Batman v Superman, that's about the death of Superman. And Justice League, it completes that narrative arc, it's about the rebirth of the true Superman. Yeah, I kind of just wish they went all in on the death of Superman and then had Superboy and Mecha Superman <laughs> and... Every no, other I don't want to go there. That was so bad. <laughs> it wasn't oh, good, hey? It wasn't good. Don't call me Superboy. Uh, he was, that wasn't good. I kind of wish they did that, though, because that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> and then, like, Steppenwolf comes and just backhands him out of the, off the you planet. You I'm so glad that they made... Uh, you know what? When I first watched Justice League, I thought to myself, how do you take Steppenwolf? He's not an especially interesting character. How do you make how do you make that character interesting? How do you how do you both, how do you end up making him even lamer? That, that's what Joss Whedon did. Yeah, but and, and and I'm so pleased that Zack Snyder figured out that you take this character who isn't especially interesting and you make him interesting by giving him some spikes. Why didn't anyone else think of that? It's genius. He's now now <laughs> oh. I'm now I'm interested. Like when you were telling me about about how he was going to destroy the world, I was like ah whatever sure. But now that he's got spikes on him and he was doing it. I was like, oh man, he he, he means business, eh? He's really he's not joking. He he wants to destroy sure. the world. In the last four years, he has been hitting those gym gains heavy. Seriously, is is is, is he ripped now? Dude, he is freaking huge. He's like Hulk level muscles. He's got two extra fingers from benching so many weights. Jesus, okay. He's sure. got three trillion wow. spikes per, he per must muscle be, strand. Must be popular with the ladies with those two extra fingers. <laughs> hey, lady. Oh, actually, hey, that's lady. just gross. No, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Especially with all them spikes, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, the spike in a teenager's hairstyle in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of hate for the early 2000s right now, actually. I'm not sure how... No, I love the early 2000s. That was my jam. Oh, good. It just feels like you were taking a lot of pot shots in the early 2000s. Nah, here. nah. You know what? I'll, I'll send you an, an SMS later on my Nokia 3330 telling you exactly why I love the early 2000s. Love it. Maybe I'll even I'm get pleased. my old Motorola Razor out. Yeah, then I'll, now you're tempting me with a good time. Don't you tempt me with a good time the, like this. I'm sitting in the biggest of oh, pants, my friend. I, I'm I'm pleased for you that Justice League turned out to be good in the end. I, I'm probably not going to watch it. I don't care enough. But I'm pleased that people who were keen for it have got what they want. I'm not going to say it's the best superhero film ever made, but it's definitely the best Justice League film that could be made in, mm. in the current day and age of sure. climate. What is the best superhero film ever made? Oh, man, that is a good question. And why is it definitely Blade 2? What? No, no, are you? Have you been smoking stuff again? Have you been smoking no, no, your no. UMD discs, <laughs> inhaling those vapors? No, no, it's not played two. It's obviously played three. Ooh, she suck it. <laughs> well, I can't believe this podcast. No, seriously, lost seriously, what episodes, do you? What, <laughs> what do you consider to be the best superhero film? I mean, time? there's so many factors to consider, but like, if I'm going to pick one mm. off the top of my my head, uh, let's say Dread 3D. Uh, okay. Because that is the most accurate. I would say that's the most accurate to the source material. Is that the one with Carla Urban as Dread? Yes. Yes. Okay. That was really good, actually. That was really good. I'll tell you what, though. If we could go back in time to 1995 and do a new cut of uh, Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dread film, but without Rob Schneider, it would be brilliant. We would call mm. that one the Schneiderless cut. <laughs> You've been waiting all week to make that Pretty joke. much. But you know what? I love that 1995 film. I think it's actually something special. That's a, that's a good pull. That's a good pull. I can I can, I can can back you on that. I'll play it. Look, I, I, I don't know what, what the best superhero film is, but I can tell you that one of, one of my other favorites would be Ant-Man. That, that one just Thank you. Thank you. This is what I'm saying. Ant-Man is so good. I know, right? Because how often do you get to see a good father superhero? 
in film. Yeah, they're all bad. They're all shit. Yeah, but Ant-Man's just a good dude. He's just he's just a good dude that made a few mistakes. And I and I and I oh. value that. He's he's great. I love Ant-Man. I would I would still love to see Edgar Wright's film. Oh my god, can you imagine? Ant-Man. You can already see some of the DNA in it, right? Like with the, the sequences where uh, it's chopping between different people mm. telling the story or the narrative. Oh, you can see his DNA in there. It's great. I mean, no disrespect to the um guy that inherited the film. I think it's Peyton Reed. I think he was Peyton Reed. Yeah, I think yeah. he was him. The director, he did a damn good job. Yeah. I will give him credit. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like. It. I what I like about Iron oh, Iron Man, Ant Man, is that they, there are certain scenes in in that movie, that you can see the writers were sitting around the room, and the director sort of came in and said, "Okay, here's what I want you to do." And the writers sort of all sort of like cocked their eyebrows and said, "You want us to put them in a briefcase, and you you want the briefcase to be falling out from a helicopter, uh, and." You want dis- cure- the cure's disintegration playing in the background while they throw lollipops. I mean, sure, Peyton, we can do it, but uh, man, I, sh- I guess we can do it. Sure, I love that. Fine, whatever. They just throw the, the, the papers in the, in the sky. Just gives gives another fifty million dollars from Mickey Mouse. You want us to? You, you want us to throw Thomas the Tank? I mean, sure, we can do that. I don't know what Thomas the Tank Engine's estate is going to feel, but sure, we can do <laughs> yeah, it. Captain America and the Winter Soldier can bite my ass. That fight scene oh, was the easily, best. But also, Captain, I was going to shout Captain America Winter Soldier is the best superhero film. <sighs> it's the best superhero spy thriller. In my yeah, opinion. it's not really a superhero. But mm-hmm. you're going to make the same argument for Ant-Man. It's not really a superhero film. It's a heist movie with superheroes. Yeah, it's so weird. You know, you, you cannot definitively say what, what the best superhero film is because everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got a specific flavor that they just want to call no, I know what it is actually. I do know what it is. Enlighten me. In Spider-Man Three. You know what? I, I was anticipating that you were going to say Bulletproof Monk, but I'll roll with this. <laughs> I like Spider-Man Three. I I think it's a good movie, but also I'll my personal best superior film is probably um, Guardians Galaxy Volume Two, specifically Volume hmm. Two. Yeah, you know, I prefer the, the first volume more. Everyone everyone does, but I really like the themes that Volume but, Two plays with. But Volume Two is a very close second. I I love Volume Two is dark in its themes, dude. Volume Two is basically a story about like abusive parents and how they screw up their kids. It's, that's heavy. That is such. Oh, and like there's a there's a whole undercurrent and under sub like uh, subplot of like toxic masculinity that it runs throughout the entire film. I love it. It's so hmm. good. Never thought of this. Also, the soundtrack is fun. But you know, Kurt Russell is so yeah. good in that film. He's great in that film. And like, like I I really appreciate like the dismantling of the toxicity in, in like the male characters. I mean, it's all personified in Taserface, right? <laughs> Who's like represented as <laughs> great character, great character. He's 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 the personification of this like masculine ideal. He's so tough, and like the the film just continually like takes jabs at him and like encourages the male characters to rather than like like when Rocket and Yondu are talking, it's encouraging like these this interaction of like these characters that these male characters who don't necessarily like each other, but they're not fighting. They're talking about their problems. Right? It's great. It's really, really cool. I really love Volume 2. I think it's a genius I, I, I still love it with, with, with Taser Face. Taser Face. <laughs> he's like about to die. He's like, tell them Taser Face sent you. They <laughs> 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 just loses them. Oh, it's so good. I love Volume oh, 2. Great, great It's film. a damn good film. Great film. Great film. Darren, should we talk about some of the news that happened this week? Yeah, let's do this. Since we've done a whole bunch of superhero news, apparently, we can do some gaming yeah. news. It's not, there's not a lot of news, honestly. It doesn't really feel like there was a lot that happened this week. No, you've got four topics here. Where do you want to start? I, I would like to start, let's get the one that matters the least out of the way first, which is 
Sony revealed the controllers for the PlayStation VR 2. What? How does that matter? They look cool. <laughs> the, the, the least. Yeah, that's the least important. I don't, I mean, it's, wow, we know what the controllers look like. Cool. Sony, make it, Sony made a big deal. Hey, these are what the controllers look like. Whatever. But I just want to say that they look cool. They. I'm not going to buy a PSVR for them. But it's cool. Uh, I think Alessandro, you said that they, they look a lot like Steam's Valve Index controllers or something. I, I'm not mm, I'm not do. clued up on VR at all, but those things look a lot more comfortable than the uh, lollipops that they've been using for how many years? Yeah, and more ergonomic as well. I was going to ask the reason I actually want to I, I include this. I was going to ask if you've made any decisions on your PSVR. I don't have PSVR for one specific reason because I knew I would be asked to review a bunch of horror games on it and I ain't doing that baby. <laughs> Darren ain't reviewing horror games. But I, I, I wanted to ask because like you said that you were pondering maybe getting in on it. I was, I was pondering but you know I don't know like this one's going to be out say a year, a year and a half's time. Should I wait for yeah. it or should I you know just at least experience PSVR now but it looks like it's such a nightmare to, to set up because you need that playstation camera you need to keep your controllers charged you need to keep this plugged in. it's like oh all these wires yeah it's a pain it's a pain it's a pain so it's not great i think i'm going to go all in on psvr2 when the technology is more mature yeah that's that's fair i mean we also might just be sent like a review unit in which case cool. who knows <laughs> life's life's even better right who knows who knows? We never know with, with, with these things. <laughs> we're, 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 we're a small market. We have no idea what's going to be sent to us. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, the other thing, briefly, keeping on the Sony train, Sony's giving away a whole bunch of free games. I completely missed the boats on there. What games are they giving away? They are. Give me a second. I'm pulling up the list right now. The big, you got really good at job. Mm, the big headliner, I know them vaguely off the top of my head. The big headliner is Horizon Zero Dawn. That's Okay, that's a damn good game. Yeah, it's a fine game. Ooh, uh, Tracy's going to murder you. You'll sleep. <laughs> Who's going to murder me? Tracy. Uh, that game is, that game has cool characters and a cool world, but it is just a generic-ass open-world game. Ubisoft could put their name on it. I would be like, yeah, yes, makes sense. Tracy's been working on an alloy uh, cosplay for ages now, and just because of that, she's probably going to finish it and just come murder you in your sleep, dressed for the kill. That's fine. She must, she must try. She must come try. She, she, must, she must get past my cat. <laughs> See what happens. Oh yeah, she'll be so distracted. You'll be kidding. Exactly. That's that that that's the plan, right? It's uh, the funniest thing. I adore Tracy because of this, but whenever she sees like another cat, she immediately goes kidding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, so yeah, we got Horizon, the the complete edition. So with all the DLCs and whatnot, that is coming Ooh, out nice. in. That'll be handed out handed out for free, come April. But before then, starting on uh, April. No, when is it? Yeah, April 19th is when Horizon goes free. Starting even sooner, we have Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, Subnautica, and The Witness. And for people with a PlayStation VR, they can get Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss Thumper, and Paper Beast, which is very, very mm, so cool. So mostly indie games, but I mean, nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong. I mean, those are indie games with like a good amount of substance to them, right? Abzu is, is, is beautiful to look at. I haven't played Res Infinite. Mm. Into the Gungeon is one of the best roguelikes ever made, in my opinion. Subnautica is very re relaxing, just exploring all those environments. Subnautica, Subnautica is great because it straddles the line between very relaxing when you're in the shallows and then shitting your pants the second you enter like deep ocean. I was hoping. God, that game gets scary. I was hoping you would not mention that. I wanted people to go in, go like have a deep dive uh, into this. Like, oh, Darren was right. This game is. Oh my God, what's happening? Then just get a little bit out of the shallows, and then you see the leviathans <laughs> in the distance. Oh man, I love it. the game is great. Uh, the witness is 
um, pretentious bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll die on that hill. I think the witness is pretentious bullshit. Uh, I haven't played any of the PSVR titles. It's weird that Thumper is exclusive to PSVR because I know you get a non-VR version of Thumper. So I wonder if that like is straddling the line between the two. What is Thumper? Thumper's a great little rhythm game where you are like a metal bug sliding along this track um, and you're hitting notes at the right time. It's not especially sort of, uh, what's the word, mechanically dense, but the music and the the way they've, they, they sync up the music to your actions is great. It's a very cool game. You know, I just very, realized very I do want PSVR just so I can get Beat Saber. Beat Sa- Saber is good, but you can also get Be- Beat Saber on any other VR platform. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just thinking, just imagine how good they would be for exercise. I mean, uh, Alessandro has told me I just worked up a sweat. Yeah, no, it, it's great. We, we we were playing it on the Oculus Quest uh, a few days mm. ago, and that that it's great. But it's better on the Oculus Quest, I would say, because you're not tethered to a spot. You can actually move and, you know... Get a bit of a dance going, you know. Yeah, I just want to say, like, yeah, you can get, you can get. Um, there's a few great songs you can get in there. You can get the um, what's the what's the League of Legends music video, like the fictional pop stars. What's it? I don't know, but do you know that they added a Linkin Park bundle recently? And they did, they did. Yeah, that is totally my jam. You can get Crab Rave. That's great. <laughs> can you get Crab People? You rave? can't get Crab People Rave, unfortunately. Crab people, crab people. Unfortunately, <laughs> tastes like crab. <laughs> Unfortunately, that DLC hasn't been announced yet, but I'm I'm expecting it in the near future. Dying Light Two. We got an update on Dying Light Two. Yeah, we, we kind of got an, an update, but not really. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, basically, basically they were like, "All right, guys, here's an update. There's going to be another update." <laughs> yeah, cool. The, the update is when the next update is coming. I I I was reading a very interesting sort of piece on Kotaku uh, last night about the uh, the whole dying light update that they did this week i don't know if you did you watch the video that they put out no i didn't bother because like i heard that it was an, an update about an update i thought i'm not wasting three minutes watching this yeah it was basically them sort of sort of standing around saying okay we we've heard you we want to let you know the game's not cancelled it's being developed it's coming 2021 and we will tell you more in the future. That was basically it. And then they showed like 15 seconds of new gameplay footage. But the wow, video, 15 seconds! All 15 seconds. And man, it looks like Dying Light. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give them that much and really made me think of Dying Light. But the, the video started off with them doing Jimmy Kimmel's bit about reading mean tweets. You know that celebrities read mean <laughs> Boring. tweets? Boring. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. But the, the dev sort of sat down in the studio and were reading tweets from people who were desperate to play Dying Light 2 and, you know, were, were swearing at them and cucking them out for, for not talking about anything and being, you know, very entitled video game people that we have come to know. So sad. Yeah, that we've come to know. But they play it as a joke and they say, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but the one guy says, we are so lucky and, and fortunate to have such a passionate and loving player base, no matter how you talk to us. <laughs> And, the, and Kotaku wrote a great piece of like, that's setting a really shit precedent, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, this is so weird. This is the only industry that hates itself so much. It's video games. It's, I mean, the, the only thing that, that comes close is Doctor Who fandom. <laughs> oh, rip Doctor Who fandom. But yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was an interesting point because I think they're right. It, you, you can't put out a video like that sort of saying, hey. No, don't encourage Well, exactly. That that's what it's doing, right? It's saying... Hey, we 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 are picking up on 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 your uh, your abuse, your your verbal harassment of us, and we're saying thanks. That means the world to us. Like, don't don't give them the credit. You should say to them, 
Piss off. Get off our backs. We're making a game. Leave us alone. It's coming. Be Just patient. go away. Instead of saying, instead of playing it as a joke and, I don't know, dude. You know, we, we see it so often now with, with, with players harassing devs with, like, going so far as death threats and shit for delayed games and whatnot. So Those d- developers, they've, they've come out before in the past and they said, you know what, maybe we announced this game too early. I mean, I was right there, E3 2018, when they were talking about this game. Yeah. I know that was a good couple of years ago, but come on, guys. They've had to fire one of them lead writers who was accused of all kinds of badness. Uh, you yeah. know, there's kind of been this whole worldwide pandemic that's upended working across the entire globe. You know what? Maybe things could be delayed a bit. You know, these things do happen. These things do happen. And like to basically give the fans that are harassing them the validity or the validation of saying, hey, we hear you and we appreciate you. That's that's not great, dude. That doesn't set a great precedent for this industry at all. It's really, I, I don't know. I didn't like it. I don't get why anyone can be so impatient when you enjoy video games. Okay, like, okay, this game has been delayed. I mean, Gotham Knights, that has been delayed until 2022. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to go throw a shit fit. But you know what? Maybe you should try playing different games instead. Or maybe you shouldn't be playing video games if they make you this angry. Go read a book. You know, you know how great books are. Books are great. Yeah, go walk your go walk your dog. Go drop kick a granny. Get that aggression Get out. Get the aggression out. You know, go watch Doctor Who. You're sorted. No, they'll make things worse, Brave. Why have you done? <laughs> so then the last the last bit of news um, that's worth discussing was Square Enix held a big old digital digital event and they only really announced one thing of substance, I think. Uh, okay, I'm going to read through it. So I don't know what you mean by substance, but okay, so the first big thing was Life is Strange True Colors. A brand new Life yeah. is Strange game, but this time it's not going to be episodic. You're going to get all six chapters in one go, baby. That's, which is nice, which is nice. I like that. Ep- the episodic adventures are dying as a medium. I think it's good. Uh, I think it only works for the first Hitman game, but I'm not going to get into that debate sure, right now. Sure. But yeah, True Colors, that's coming out on September 10th, and the previous Life is Strange games are getting a nice little glow up. Great. Are they going to fix the animation? I never even played them, so I don't know. Okay. Well, then I'm not, I'm not holding out hope. Okay. Then there was Outriders, which showed off a nice new trailer. Pretty much confirmed everything that you've experienced in the demo, you know. Be aggressive, kill to heal, use your, your powers as flagrantly as you want. I am getting so excited for this game. Outriders, hey? Yeah. Really? I I, I, I was under the impression that you were kind of just meh on it. No, no. I played more of that, that demo, and I realized that, like, in terms with its powers and its gear, it's kind of broken, mm. but in a fun way. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's worth. I'm. They also announced this week that it is going to Game Pass. It's launching on Game Pass, which is a very clever move for them. Absolutely. I just think it's going to be such a meaty, chunky, and satisfying game to actually yeah, play. Yeah, no, I, I back you. I, I I will play that on Game Pass. I'm, I would not pay money for it, but I would play it on Game Pass. It, it looks like a really good loot and shooter. Mm. Nice and chunky. Yeah, I agree. Then there was Balen Underworld. We don't care about that, so let's move I on. Love that, I love that uh, you called it Balen <laughs> Underworld when it's very clearly Balen Wonderworld. Oh, Balen Wonderworld, I got that so wrong. <laughs> oh, no, Darren. I'm looking at it now and I'm like, that's not what it's called. Is it? Oh my god, I wrote Balen Underworld as the the header. And oh man, Darren. But but you know what? I could not be asked enough to actually go and fix it. I think I've actually improved it. Yeah, it's it's, wow, that game was not good from the demo I played. Good lord. Uh, We're moving on. There's Tomb Raider. It's the 25th anniversary of Tomb Raider. It's official. There's also the Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor trilogy that Microsoft leaked. Those naughty boys. And that's launching for a cheapo price. And there's be a bit more expensive afterwards yeah well, that's it's launching with an introductory price of 20 dollars. that's not bad for yeah. three of those games hey? yeah there's other tomb raider stuff happening in the year the, the major thing being that you can explore croft manor in fortnite great 
Great. Wow, what a way to celebrate what, 25 years what, of an icon. What a celebration. Good Lord. To put in Ready Player One, the, the video oh, game. No, I, I, we, could talk, we could spend a lot of time talking about Fortnite. Do you know the Russo brothers just made a trailer for it? I hear so. I, and I yeah. still don't want to watch it. Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to talk about this more next week, but I've been actually playing a lot of Marvel's Avengers. Mm. And this next-gen update... It's helped a lot. It's actually put it in the right direction. Really? Yeah, I mean, for, for starters, this game actually loads within seconds instead of, you know, several hours. Jeez, yeah, because the load times were horrible. You could watch you could watch Zack Snyder's Justice League several times Shit. in the time it took to, to load yeah. Marvel's Avengers. That's quite a cut. <laughs> yeah. Good lot. But now it's so quick. It looks better. It's starting to play better. I've been playing as Hawkeye, 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 <laughs> Hawkeye quite a bit. <laughs> And I'm actually really enjoying how this character plays, but the um, big news coming out of Marvel's Avengers, it has a roadmap for content that's on the mm. way, and the next playable character is going to be Black Panther. Yeah, which is really cool. Mm. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Just don't expect to see Spider-Man anytime soon. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like they promised that a long time ago, and they've been very quiet on it since. No, I actually wrote about this on, on GameSpot last night, and this comes from an IGN interview, but the head of Crystal Dynamics, Scott Amos, he just basically said that all hands are down for Black Panther, the War for Wakanda expansion, and mm. all the other roadmap content. So you will not see Spider-Man before Q3, at least. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask, because now there's two Hawkeyes in that game, do they play differently? Absolutely. The uh, thing is with the uh, ma- main Hawkeye or original Hawkeye is that he's a lot more focused on his bow. And also the um, mm. the the, the uh, trick arrows that he's allowed to pull out of his quiver. He's got a lot more options for, for crowd control. Whereas Kate, Kate Bishop, you know, I need to play with her more. She's she's more focused on taking down powerhouse in, in enemies. Sure. So if you are playing multiplayer and if you use Hawkeye properly, he's great from a distance. And even if someone gets up close to him, he can unleash some devastating offense. Sure. Okay, that's cool. I'm pleased that they play different because, I mean, it was, could have been very simple just to make them... Yeah, there are the similar beats between them. They both have a sword, they both have bows and arrows, but how they, they use those skills and abilities between them is drastically different. They both have swords, you say? Yeah. Okay, so that means they're coming to smash soon. <laughs> I don't know. Are they in Fire Emblem yet? <laughs> Not yet, but I could see it happening. Uh, moving on, there's two new mobile games announced. There's Just Cause Mobile. All right, there's going to be lots of explosions. Great. You're not going to be playing as cool. Rico Rodriguez. What's the point? But there are zip lines, and he does feature in some way. So, you know, okay. he is there. And curiously, Hitman Sniper Assassins. That's uh, going to be a Square Enix mobile game. That's weird, because I thought IO ditched Square Enix. Yeah, pretty much. IO's, IO Interactive, we are the, the current rights holders to Hitman, and they've just... Re- they just brought out the fantastic Hitman 3. They went fully independent mm. after Hitman 2 when they when that game was published by Warner Brothers Interactive. But yeah. I think Square Enix, they still have they still retain the mobile rights to, to Hitman. That's why they can work on this. Oh, uh, because they also did they did Hitman Go, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, there was Hitman Go and there was also Hitman Sniper, which was developed by Square Enix Montreal. Oh, okay, was that also mobile? Yeah. Okay, interesting. That's cool. So this one's basically going to build on the Hitman Sniper mode from Hitman 2, mm. which was, oh, so good. Was that good? Oh, my dude. Like, okay, like, you, you picture a normal Hitman stage, you know? Mm. You've got all these moving parts, you know? if You you are basically a gigantic spanner being thrown into the delicate machinations. Sure. What happens with the, the Hitman Sniper challenge that you can play inside of Hitman 2 is that you in a sniper's nest, and every bullet interacts with that clockwork mechanism. It's such a gorgeous That's way. That's pretty cool. That does sound cool. It's like you're basically watching a regular Hitman level play out in front of yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, sure. That's right. I, I can get with that. I can get with that. And you interact with it one bullet at a time. Oh, yeah. 
And then the last thing that they announced was Forspoken. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm wondering why Japanese people always just make up words. I know. Why not just call it? Well, I suppose Forsaken's already a game. <laughs> but yeah, Forspoken. I, I, I don't know what to, what to make of that name, but the game itself is looking darn good. Well, yeah, it looks good. We've seen um, some in-engine gameplay, I suppose. Oh, at least an in-engine cutscene. I don't know if it's gameplay. But yeah, it looks cool. There's not much to say about it because we don't exactly know anything about it. But sure, nah. this has got a but name now. This could be this could be a Final Fantasy partner. I'm not gonna say Final Fantasy killer, but you know, Square Enix is definitely moving towards bringing out more proper JRPGs. You th- well, I mean, they've been doing so well for them lately. You think the JRPG market is dead, but like they're still selling gangbusters, hey? Uh, I mean, basically, you, you don't get JRPGs that look this good that often. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, that's a big selling point right there. Triple A JRPG. Very, very, very fair. But yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a decent little showing. I mean, it wasn't like, um, wasn't like a lot of new stuff, I guess, but some cool new stuff. It was, it was a nice update, you say, from Square Enix saying, hey guys, we've got a whole bunch of stuff on the way. This is what's coming. Enjoy. Yeah. No, I, I, I back that. I'm, I'm glad that they that people have things to look forward to. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of like everyone taking a page out of Nintendo's book lately and just making their own direct presentation. It is nice, but it also means that E3 is going to die way faster than anyone oh, else. Oh, dude, E3 is already dead. Mark my words. Yeah, it's dead. Don't don't break my heart like this. We've got Gamescom, okay? We've got Gamescom. That is true. That is true. There is Gamescom. But you know what? One day we will get you to Los Angeles. We will get you to some sort of event and you'll come back and we'll say, Brad, how is Los Angeles? And you'll be, dude, that city is so shit. Yeah. <laughs> How you finally went to Los Angeles? What 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 did you think? Never gonna go back. Honestly, it was really terrible. I don't know why I was so excited. It just sounds <laughs> really really bad. I hated it. Uh, but yeah, that's I think gonna do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening, folks. This has been the the Critcast with all the gaming news and reviews that you uh, so desperately crave. If you want to follow us, head on over to the. Uh, website critical um, what is it critical.net that's what it is yeah I, b- I believe that's what it is you know one of the most popular websites of all time been yeah. around since 1896 really good stuff very 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 good stuff we've we've withstood the test of time uh, we've adopted some new methods you know we're on twitter you search for critical hit you'll find us look for us on facebook as well if for some reason you're on facebook uh if you want to email us tell us uh, t- tell us what you think about uh, about us maybe i don't know ask us some questions you can uh, reach out to me personally and Brad at criticalhit.net. Or what's the other webs or what's the other email? Or you can get me at editor at criticalhit.net. There you go. You can go to the editor at criticalhit.net. And until next week, folks, let us uh, just quietly uh, sit down around the fire and listen to Darren's final thought as he gives us something to chew on in our mind's eye uh, for the next week. <laughs> my brain's malfunctioning but you know what I'm going to say this I've pretty much had enough of this planet I've had enough of these dying light 2 fans and I'm going to the one place where Twitter can't reach me Spice (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) okay we'll see you next week folks (laughs) goodbye everyone (laughs) 